the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I cannot talk already. Let's see. <laughs> um, it's a quality start. This is, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> this is Bridget. I am here with Eric. Um, Rodrigo is running around. Um, or chasing little kids around on a pitch right now. Mm. Um, In the rain, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. A little sloppy day for some, for some U10. But uh, yeah, two of us here. We've got, oh, there's, there's some stuff going on. But Indeed. how's it going, Always. man? What's new? <laughs> it's going all right. I had, uh, as, as you are well aware, last couple of days, we had a nice in-person meeting on Friday. That was fun. Um, it was yeah, just a bit, a bit of a heavy two days doing a, a intense seminar slash class and uh, just light topics in in grief <laughs> and loss. <laughs> just you know, you know, t- t- typical joyful happy things. Oh yeah, yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, but it was actually it was actually really good, and I think there'll be a lot of um, potential application and techniques and things that. Uh, that came out of it, but whew, heavy, heavy, heavy. That's yeah, that's a lot. How about yourself? I'm good. Um, took a few days off this week. I was originally planning to go to Wisconsin on that Aurora road trip and decided not to go, but I kept the PTO that was already approved. There um, you go. So my boss was like, please, please just take time off like okay um so got to go to uh i kind of crashed zeller's work uh baseball outing he invited Uh me but like (laughs) so join join his crew out at uh uh the twins game on wednesday which was hot but it was fun um first complete game for the twins in like seven years Mm. um so that was cool uh so, so for myself and listeners that know nothing about baseball, what does a complete game mean? Uh, the pitcher went every single inning. So he threw the entire game um, okay. and it was a shutout. So uh, it was funny. It was um, against Boston Red Sox and the Twins and Byron Buxton, who has not hit in like eight games before that, got a homer right away in the first inning and then Correa got a homer and then and those were like we were sitting in the left field bleachers and those were both hit like right over us ah, um yeah. so Boston pulls their pitcher like after the first inning <laughs> Oops. I, know, I, I know that's a bad sign <laughs> I, that, that much I know yeah I think he, they had planned for him to go like three or four innings and they pulled him after the first uh and then they went through at least two more 
because I think the second pitcher got pulled in like the fourth or the fifth, but um, Joe was out there for all nine innings. They didn't have to, Twins didn't have to bat in the final inning because they were up 6-0. So, um, yeah, it was compared to some of the games that we we decided that were good luck because they have not been playing well. And then they got a shutout in the first complete game. And <laughs> Very humble years. of you. Just, yeah. j- just yeah. like Zeller like, in general, well, extremely <laughs> humble. He was he was sitting there. He was sitting there doing the math, like how many days it has been since they've had a complete game, um, and sort of just like sitting there waiting for it to to end and to happen. But um, yeah, that was fun. That was no, nice. that was Thursday, and then Wednesday I went to the Aurora watch party at Blackheart, which was also very fun. So, very cool. um, three straight days of going out after you know, saw you guys on Friday. Yeah. Um, I sat at home and did nothing and talked to nobody yesterday. So, do you, so. do you want to tell Bridget, the list, the listeners, the story? Since Rodrigo's not here, he wanted to make sure that you conveyed the uh, the whole <laughs> the whole situation that happened. So we were at Fa Pasteur. Uh, yeah. Bridget's recommendation: excellent Vietnamese cuisine. Uh, we'll do. That's our little Fa Pasteur promo. Uh, very good food there in St. Paul. But uh, go go ahead and tell them what happened because it was pretty funny. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah so eric is sitting there trying to trying to make his uh to go order so that he has lunch for um his second day of his conference um and trying to decide what to bring home for the wife and kids and Mm -hmm. he is overheard by one of the owners of the restaurant just to back up to to, uh to set it i ordered four banh mi's and they only had uh, three baguettes. That's how it started. Yeah. Now, yep. go ahead, take it away. <laughs> yeah. So he's he was trying to decide which one to replace for most likely Lisa, because you knew what the kids would want and you knew what you right. wanted. Yep. Um and over his shoulder, the owner is bussing tables behind us. Was that the owner? I think well, she's one of the owners. She's been oh, in there man. every I think she's I think it's that family. She's been in there okay. every time I've been there. Amazing. That that even heightens um, it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So she, as he's contemplating the menu, she pops up over his shoulder and goes, no, no, no. She wants this. And starts putting <laughs> things out on the menu. <laughs> and it's, what was it? It was, the, uh, they're the only place that makes it other than like somewhere in San Francisco. She San said Francisco or Vietnam. Like, yeah, but it was like a, like a certain uh, kind of spring roll, or that's what? right. It was it was a it was an egg roll wrapped in a spring roll. So like the double duty, oh, basically. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, like, I was not having a phone conversation. Like this was just texting. And yeah, yeah somehow she, she was aware. Well, <laughs> yeah. You all you had to say was, uh, "Let me check," and you pull out your phone, and she yeah. pops up like, yeah. "Oh, I know where this is." Yep. I know what's happening. <laughs> it was it was very immediate and very direct. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was. <laughs> was it was it good? Did Lisa like? She ended up not eating it. Uh, we we had a a really nice date night last night, so we went out oh, and the kids ended up eating. I'm I'm, I'm assuming they devoured it because it's gone. So that that was yeah, their dinner. Yeah. Yep. Well, no complaints from them. <laughs> no, not at all. And I will say they were they were big, like. Whatever, you, whatever yeah. you, in terms of size, you're thinking for like spring rolls because it was like a double or whatever. But even 
they were large. Yeah, like, I mean, that, even though two of those was a full meal. Yeah, yeah, the spring rolls that we got were large as well. I was kind of surprised. I hadn't ordered those yet, so um, yeah, really good, really good food over there. Uh, right on Snelling and just north of Thomas, which road is that Minnehaha? I can't remember. Um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, right there north of Snelling Cafe. So on your way to Allianz Field, um, mm-hmm. it's right there, right there. Send us um, all the sponsorship monies. Fall yeah. Tester crew uh, and, and the owner can, <laughs> can tell me what to order next time. Too. That's yeah. <laughs> like, Hi, I'm here. Do the thing. <laughs> what am I, what am I getting? What am I bringing home? Um, yeah, that was hilarious. Thanks to the yep. Provatskis for recommending yeah. that to me. Uh, last winter. Um, forward. Yeah. So. Well, we got our baseball was, and we got our, our Vietnamese cuisine highlights out of the way should we should we talk some football for a little bit <laughs> i guess uh, i mean I guess. uh games games yeah. happen let's let's not, start not, with not the... like it's the name of the program right <laughs> no not at all uh go um, ahead should we start with the fun stuff which fun stuff where are we where are we going i was gonna go local yeah uh, we can do that. hit a little aurora first and oh, then yeah, that is the fun stuff now i know you're yeah saying. yes please. and then we can uh go into the madness that is MLS. Sure. Um, yeah, so Aurora, with their 2-0, you know, a lousy two goals to zero uh, win at, at Bavarian uh, last night, Saturday night, they clinched the Heartland, um, which Ooh. was not a huge Bada shock. Um, I mean, Chicago was close behind them, but there was still quite a few points and quite a few goals should they need a tiebreaker um so this was coming off their 8-1 wednesday win also uh, yeah yeah i I didn't Uh, even put in here who they played i just remembered it was another like smackdown (laughs) (laughs) well and uh, yeah so let's go to that wednesday game so 8-1 win uh but uh racine scored first and um the bar went silent (laughs) much like much like the stadium when they conceded that early goal uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bar went quiet. Um, but they came back eight unanswered goals to win that one. Um, and uh, critiques can be made of the racing stream. Um, they have this AI camera that is trained to follow the ball. Uh-oh. Um, but it can't always identify which ball. So if there's a ball kid throwing a ball around on the sideline, sometimes you get a close-up of the ball kid and you miss a goal. So <laughs> there. So one of the goals we did not see, uh, camera real quick pans over, and all we see is Kenzie Langdock celebrating said goal. So uh, we know what happened. Um, yeah, but <laughs> a one win, and then they go to Bavarian, and they played just north of Milwaukee, one of those little suburbs. Mm. Um, there was no stream and also no internet. So Matt over at Equal Time was trying to do a little pirate stream. Yes. And, and uh, it did not work. Because <laughs> no internet. Video was not, uh, was not working live. Um, he did get some, he was able to post like clips. So we do have some of the, we have, 
I don't think he got the second goal on video, but the first one was a penalty kick to Maya Hansen. Um, and then she scored the second goal as well, which she is, she was already the goal leader, but I think that puts her at like 13 on the season. Um, and there's still two games left to play. Um, Damn. So they've got uh, Green Bay this week, and then the final home game will be against Chicago City on Saturday. Um, that's the match that they bumped up the start time to 4 o'clock because United plays at home against Portland at 7. So if you plan on making both, you can. Um, just barely, but you can. Um, so that'll be a, a massive game. Um and Green Bay is going to be big as well. I mean, we know Nicole Lukic is not going to let off the gas at all. They tried some new things last night, um, mix up the formation a little bit, things that they had tried um, previously that, you know, j- they just felt a little shaky and ended up shifting back. Uh, mm-hmm. But she tried the back three again instead of a back four last night, and they did pretty well with that. So um, cool. they're, they're, full-on playoff preparation mode right now so love to see uh, there should i think i think green bay usually has a stream i believe they did last year um but then of course saturday at home so uh it should be a fun one um playoffs are the same week as the all-star game okay uh the endless all-star game so i will not be in town unfortunately i will be watching them from DC, but, um, looks like they've got a pretty good, pretty good shot of being seated for at least one home. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep everybody updated once the bracket gets all set and we're a little little ways out for that, but, uh, got at least a week to go here before we get, it'll be exciting though, for sure. So, um, (laughs) do you, do you want to completely, uh, do, do a little emotional whiplash and talk Minnesota. Yeah, United let's, let's, take a, let's take a full <laughs> U-turn here. And just, uh... Uh... <laughs> yep. Where do you want to start? I mean, this, this is you. I, I did not even watch this match. So I, I watched highlights. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it's one of these classic, you know, play the hits. You, you look at the score and you go, Oh, RSL two, two Minnesota was this must've been a great battle back and forth. And, you know, it must have been a really fun match, and no. no <laughs> like, not the no, narrative at all. <laughs> not really. Not at all. Um, I mean, Go I guess ahead. I guess you could uh, you could say it was a little bit back and forth. I mean, the first 20 minutes was our all RSL, um, and they had some some real good shots. Uh, Erwin had to come at big. Erwin in goal for Dane St. Clair, who's away with Canada. Um, but we saw... Uh, first time that we got basically all of the leading attacking players in the front four. So uh, Bongi, Singh Ben, Reynoso, and Garcia, Mender Garcia up top, uh, Singh Ben on the left um, with DJ Taylor playing the left back when we've seen the two of them have some interplay on the last few matches. So uh, seeing Sang Ben play with uh, alongside Reynoso, essentially for the first time, aside from like, I think there was like a 10 minute overlap. Um, it took them a while. <laughs> it took it took quite some time, but 
eventually Minnesota does score. Um, and that was, uh, we don't have the times in there. Dotson, Dotson scored the first one. I can't remember. Dotson, when, yep. And that was kind of a cleanup garbage goal where it just kind of like, yeah, that was bounced a, around and he, he just ended up with it and one timed it. Yeah. That was kind of a right place, right time. Uh, exactly. 27th minute. Um, so yeah, McMath, um, RSL goalkeeper kind of punched away a ball from Reynoso and it sent it directly to Dotson's feet and he doesn't miss. Um, nope. so that's his first goal in like Ooh, 400 yeah. some days, his first one after long. the, yeah. So over a year, um, he had scored, I think it was like the game before the ACL, I think, mm. um, yeah, 400 some days. Uh, so massive goal for him. They go up 1-0 on the 27th. That did turn things around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Reynoso scores his first um, first back with Minnesota in the 39th minute. Now, uh, to, to your point about everybody healthy and playing together for like the first time up front, I will say this was a pretty goal. Like this was a was, well-executed yeah. goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful cross by... Sang Bin, like yep. right to Reynoso, catches the volley kind of as he's falling. I mean, what can you say? It was beautiful. That's, Very nice. It was. It was a classic Ray goal. Yeah. It, exactly what you expect, exactly what you miss. Um, it was kind of funny because I think in like the first 15 minutes, I have tweeted that, uh, you know, one DP coming back can't fix this. And then. <laughs> shortly thereafter he scores like okay Mm -hmm. well yeah um still obviously he couldn't fix everything but um yeah beautiful goal good to see him uh get that and come back uh he was smiling all night um well at least for the first half (laughs) well yeah (laughs) so half ends two nil minnesota i mean at this point you're probably feeling okay yeah yeah so so what happened in the second half brisbane (laughs) Well, so let's start early. So 49th minute. Um, oh, let's go back even earlier. So in the 16th minute, uh, Salt Lake has awarded a penalty kick. VAR overturns said penalty kick. It was a weird, it's definitely a foul. Taylor drags player down um, outside of the 18, but he doesn't like, he knows where he is and he doesn't stop the, the fouling. <laughs> Um, as they get into the penalty area. Um, but Tori Penzo, after review, calls that one back. So no uh, PK attempt for RSL. Um, so the crowd was definitely uh, against the yellow team and against ah, yeah. uh, United from like the 16th minute. Um, 49th minute, Ruiz scores, but he's called... Off, uh, not offside, but it was a. Uh, it went to VAR because there's a player obstructing Irwin's view. Like the guy's mm. just planted in front of Irwin, so he can't make a play. Um, so that one was also called off. Very nice goal. If it weren't for the guy just blocking Irwin out, um, so angry fans again. Yeah. Things got things got a little chippy. I, I hear the um, yellow team can suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's 
two two VAR calls going for Minnesota, which is a rarity. But um, I mean, Tori Tori Penzo is a a solid official and typically fair. So if you're going to play a game like that, you kind of want her out there. Um, But they RSL does finally score in the 80th, uh, 79th. from like well outside, Masovsky uh, just blasts one. Beautiful shot. Um, nothing Irwin could do about that one, but that really lights up RSL. But you think you're, you think maybe you're holding it out. Uh, Rain also gets subbed out, and he tried to go for the time wasting. It was it was on a Minnesota corner that he comes out. So he's on the other side of the pitch and he starts doing like the slow jog back across the pitch mm-hmm. and Penzo whistles at him <laughs> and he starts laughing and kind of, she, she called that one right away and he made him walk outside um, so that they could continue the game. <laughs> um, yeah, at least he didn't get but, guarded. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of the, the the fun shithousery that you've yeah. also missed from Reynoso and he yep. just giggled the whole time like yeah I tried I had to try and, and she was like yeah okay it's like oh let's you go. got me busted <laughs> yep um so you know the the usual Minnesota is trying to hold out um but just just to re- reiterate here timeline this is like 80th something minute at this point there's 10 minutes in the oh match yeah left. yeah 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 okay, and go ahead. and RSL keeps keeps getting shots. Eight minutes of stoppage time <laughs> because Here we partly um, so Brent Coleman is brought in. I believe he replaced St. Ben. So you're going for the bunker at that point. You're up to one on the road. That's what you're going to do. Fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Coleman comes in uh, minutes later. He, he and Boxy each go for um, each leap up to to stop a ball that was coming in. Um, they leap over the attacking player and they just go head to head. So they both go down. The the attacker kind of squeezes out of that one. Um, so they're down for a bit, obviously. So that contributed to the eight minutes. Um, and those eight minutes were all RSL. All. Um, and I, I think Minnesota did pretty well to hold off a lot of it. They were finally like, um, in the first 20 minutes, they were having trouble, uh, too many turnovers and, you know, letting RSL kind of pick them off in the midfield. Um, but in those eight minutes, it was totally the, the opposite, just giving up set piece after set piece, corner kick, corner kick, corner kick, corner kick, free kick, corner kick. Um, there weren't really that many corner kicks, but it felt like it, um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, 98th minute. Um, Justin Glad. Justin Glad. One touch from Diego Luna, who was on fire all night, couldn't finish. But um, Luna's a fun one to watch, first off. He's probably uh, when he was playing for Loyal and then he went to Columbus and then back to RSL. Solid, solid player. Um, and definitely uh, the guy that you want to keep an eye on. Um, and I think everyone kind of kept an eye on him, but just watched him play rather than marking him. 
So he sends it out to Justin Glad, who just drills it. And 2 2. In oh, yes. the final, like, 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so Bridget and I were talking about this before we started to record, but if there are any statisticians out there currently listening to this program, we, we would love to see a, uh, some stats or maybe a regression analysis or something of goals conceded in stoppage time by Minnesota United maybe over the last six, seven years. Actually, you could probably just do this I year, mean, like you were saying. I, we, we, yeah, we, we could it, break up the timeline in different, in different could, ways. <laughs> yeah, it could just be this season because it's yeah. it, it has felt and this season is what makes me want to sit down and do it, but I just don't have the time or the energy to sit there and look at those particular numbers. Um not to mention the emotional flavor. That's, why would you yeah, want to like hurt I yourself? Just, <laughs> why would I do that to myself? <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, maybe mm. one day, uh maybe one day he'll go to happy hour at Blackheart or something and sit there and do that, but <laughs> Um, I would probably need a drive home. Um, yeah, it it's ridiculous, and and to come back the way that they did um, after a really crappy 20, 20 minutes. Um, if you if you can't play like that until your number ten finally scores his first goal back, because uh, even Dotson's goal, like it it helped, it definitely gave him a boost, but it wasn't right. enough. Um, because it was just kind of that right time, right place, yeah, right it wasn't time a goal. Team goal. It's not. Right. Yeah, it's it's not really enough to to really push everybody kind of over that edge to get things exactly. going. But um, Reynoso's goal was the one that got everyone going, and mm-hmm. um, that's what everyone's been waiting for. But if that's like what it takes for you to um, like outperform <laughs> your opponent, uh, things aren't going to go well. And yeah. as as we have seen. Um, brutal, brutal, so, brutal. Yeah, yeah. Typical. Um, not even a really a surprise at this point when you <laughs> give up an equalizer. And I mean, RSL treated it like a win, which for them, yeah, it was. It was. Um, well, they they've they struggled. are solidly. Oh, good. They've they've struggled a little bit at home. These are two teams who have both done pretty well on the road. Um and not so much at home um, and the squad and their fans treated that almost like a win because after uh, everything that went against them in this game with two VAR calls yeah, going no against them, um, it, it could have been pretty ugly. And, and instead they, you know, they launched that comeback and scored two unanswered goals um, late. So big win for them essentially a loss for Minnesota. Yes, yep. they did split points. Um, but that's what I was going to basically yeah. chime in about is like, um, they're not that far away point wise on the table, but RSL still solidly in the playoffs and Minnesota continues to be out of the playoffs. Yep. So there's that. I mean, it is like, what is it right now? Like a four point gap between something like, like that. 12 and, and seven. Um, and that, that gap's going to grow. So this, this is when you want to get those, get those. Yeah, points. I was gonna say you kind of need some of these. <laughs> like this is this is not the part of the season where you're like, yeah, those points will come, whatever. You know, just yeah. take a point, be happy with the point. This is uh, at this point of the season, you need you need your 
three points. Um, yep, yep. And to have them so close, so close, they were right there. Uh, yeah, I, that's that's all I've got. <laughs> that's that's enough. Oh, rough one. So Portland, as you mentioned, uh, coming out coming up on this coming Saturday. That will be that will be a tough one. Like the we we always talk about on this show how they they try to manufacture the rivalry with KC that may or may not be there. But like whenever Portland either comes to town or we go there, like there is legitimate rivalry energy in these matches. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. And Portland and, now sit where are they at? Uh, they're here. moving up. They are. They are. They're just ahead. Uh, they're tenth. Minnesota now at twelve. Okay. It's a one point yeah. difference. So they started off pretty slow, but they're they're making a the reverse trajectory of, <laughs> of Minnesota United right now. Yep. Because um, they were they didn't they did not do well to start the season. Um, I will point out, Fragapane was listed as questionable yesterday. Um, things could change before the week, but uh, I mean. Uh, he's maybe a player in, in this game who you maybe just want to leave him on the bench as questionable. Um, Massive just to, subtext. <laughs> uh, just to, you know, there's there's a few factors you can control, and um, uh, that's one that you probably want to just mm-hmm. avoid. Make it just to reduce the unnecessary chippiness because uh, yep. that's where some of that rivalry energy comes from. Yep. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So it'll be, it seems Ray's coming back into fitness. He wasn't subbed out until pretty late. So I would expect that he starts again um, at home. Uh, I don't I mean, in terms of the, the front four, regardless of Fraga, I, I mean, does Garcia continue to get a start? I don't know. He wasn't, he didn't look great last night, but then nobody looked great last night. So uh, at least not before he was subbed out. Um, so it's. I feel like some of those front four spots are kind of a toss up, like insert any player here and we have the same exact conversation afterwards. So right. um, yeah, it'll be, we, we shall we'll, see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, just to wrap this up, we we talked a little bit too about some big upcoming changes. Um, first time, in fact, this is going to really happen the way it is. Uh, the League's Cup coming in where are we? Like three weeks now. Three weeks. Um, yeah. So All Star Game starts things off the 19th, where Bridget's rolling out to cover that. It's gonna be pretty awesome. I'm excited to hear uh, those stories and updates. Uh, and then, like, basically directly after that, it just. League's Cup just starts 21st, uh, July 21st through August 19th. MLS kind of goes to sleep, and we just do this international tournament with Liga Miekis. Um, two matches at Allianz. Uh, the group right now is Minnesota United, Puebla, and Chicago, right? Chicago uh, Fire. Yep. And, and and remind me of the brackets, because, I mean, it's, it's three teams instead of four for brackets. Is it, is it two that go through or just one out of the three? You remember? I can't remember because oh. it's an odd number. I mean, it's it's easy when That's, it's an yeah. even number, and it's yeah. oh yeah, the, t- the top two obviously. Well, we'll we'll figure that out. But Maybe. no, it's probably I don't know, I don't know either. Because <laughs> I, 
I want to like speculate, but I also like it's so hard on this one. Um, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, I don't we'll have it in front of me, time. so it's okay. We still have some time before we get there. But it's just this is a new thing. Like it's yes, the Leafs Cup has happened, but it hasn't happened in this format where it feels more right. like a condensed World Cup, like like you had mentioned. Yep. So. Yep. It'll be interesting. Like I, I'm kind of neutral on it. I just kind of want to see what happens since it's all new. That's. I mean, yeah. It for for some clubs, I think it's a really good opportunity. Um, for other clubs, it kind of feels like a distraction. But that's, mm. um, you know, we have the same conversation about U.S. Open Cup things like that. Sure. Um, it at the very least, I mean, the the season does stop. It's not like you're uh, playing these games on top of your normal slate. Um, There's that. So it, it does complicate things for later in the season, um, looking at the schedule, but um, I mean, it's, it's games against opponents that you wouldn't normally face for the most part, obviously uh, Puebla, you know, a, a team that United's never, never played um, their MLS opponents going to be Chicago. You don't see them too often. And those are often um, kind of entertaining, chippy games as well. Um, so to, to face an MLS opponent without, um, without MLS points on, you know, at stake uh, can be fun and entertaining. So good opportunity, I think, for a lot of players. We'll see how seriously teams take it, right? Like, yeah, that's been a continuing conversation um with united and and various tournaments so um we'll see how everyone treats it um you know that the mexican teams aren't gonna like lay off just because they're chilling in the u.s for a few weeks Um, yeah no no so it'll it'll be kind of interesting to see it all I got distracted for a second there. The dog ran outside and like realized it's raining. It's like, what? Let me back in. <laughs> I changed my mind. I don't want to play. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Um, let's, let's shout out uh, some, some good local news. Uh, Minneapolis City Futures. They are the premier division Midwest. West, Midwest West. That's not confusing. Midwest West Conference Champions. So congrats to them. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what else we got? We got some nations league, national league. Oh, see, I'm getting all confused now. <laughs> <sighs> whatever, whatever this tournament was uh, with with uh, the U.S. and Canada and everybody, isn't it? It's not nations league. What do they call it? Yeah, it is. It is nations league. It is nations. Because there's, yeah. there's the nations league here and in Europe. It's it's so confusing. Change the names, guys. Come on. So Nations League final for CONCACAF, not UEFA. Um, U.S. and Canada played, and U.S. had a pretty good showing. Won that one 2-0. Uh, Canada, you know, for, for as good as they are and, and kind of as talented players as that squad has, they, I mean, the U.S. shut them down. And the, Gio Reyna looked impressive. It's so weird to think that him and Berhalter are going to be together again after all this <laughs> drama. It's just ridiculous. Um, Pulisic gets a goal. Um, the new guy, uh, Bodlogan, is I pronounce his name? I can't remember. He, he like also that. scores yeah. late, I think it was. So good stuff. Good on him. And we have Gold Cup going on as well. Uh, just recently started. U.S. and Jamaica played. Uh, it was a 1-1 tie. 
Brandon Vasquez. We've talked a lot about that name. Like, perhaps he should have been in the actual World Cup squad. <laughs> well, now now he's finally in, gets his gets his call up, and and scores the uh, the tie uh, late. So, FC Cincinnati getting it done. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Uh, we got to do some messy talk, Bridget, as as we have been for a while. So we have the the com- the confirmed debut with Inter Miami that is going to be July 21st. That's also kind of hitting around all those same things we were talking about like that that whole yep. week or two <laughs> the last couple weeks of July is just like okay, everything's happening now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um it's going to be absolutely bananas like they they somebody got a a screenshot of some of these resale tickets, a supporters ticket, just supporters standing. $1,319. If you actually want to sit your ass in a seat, you're going between, this is section one, uh, 114 row two at $2,500. And then I'm assuming getting closer to the, to the uh, pitch, uh, row one, 119, nearly three grand, $2,957. Bridget, have you ever seen an athletic event ticket with that price in the United States? Uh, even NBA finals are a little bit less than that. Not, not necessarily by much, but yeah. Yeah. I, I never thought that a soccer game would sell for, for that price here. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I mean, you, you literally, like, I, I, I half joke, but not really. Like I was actually doing the math in my head when I, I posted on Instagram, like you can pay your rent and mortgage travel to Hawaii, fly to Hawaii to Europe, fly back to Minnesota, and you'll probably still be under three grand. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's like, that is just about my, that's like two paychecks for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bananas. Absolutely bananas. It'll be interesting to see. Well, at least I'm curious to see how long this sustains. Like, if, if this is going to be a regular thing, right. or if, if just the impact of, you know, the opening match and here he is, whatever. Because I don't know. I can't <laughs> wait for all these people to get there, and then they discover they discover that he's actually sitting on the bench until. Like, That's right. <laughs> we can play for five minutes. <laughs> no. And then people are asking for a refund because again, oh. it would be like. See that would be that would be chef's kiss like that. Oh, somebody got to be screenshotting all the uh, social media when that, if oh that does God. happen. That'll be amazing. I, I do I do feel like though there's probably a call from the league office where they're like, okay, so he is going to play approximately this many minutes and he's going to start and then you can pull him after whatever, but he has to play this many minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I just this the whole thing's nuts. I don't know. It is. I don't know. Um, Rodrigo and I have already started chatting when he comes to Minnesota next year or whatever it's going to be. Or like, you know, I kind of want to be there, but I mean, I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars. No, because <laughs> yeah, even that, even the when they come to Chicago, that like those tickets went from forty dollars one night to once he was confirmed, like four hundred dollars mm-hmm. just yep. overnight, and that was still early. Um, yep. I haven't seen an update on those, those prices, but uh, yeah, every team's going to try to cash in. And um, I mean, 
consider the plus the the crowd control. Like, I mean, think yeah. about when Elliot uh, Galaxy first came here to play Minnesota United back at TCF. I remember the hordes of people standing outside waiting to see the team bus roll in, like mm. just to like wave at the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an LA Galaxy team with uh, Steven Zlatan, Gerard, right? and that was before Zlatan. Oh, it was before. That was like uh, I think it was just after Keane had retired and before uh. Gerard had retired. So it was still like no, Keane would have still been playing then. Um, I don't know it. So not nearly like a Zlatan or, or Messi yep. range. Um, similar happened for Zlatan. Yes. Yep. yep. Um, at Allianz. But uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be insane. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how things, we'll see how things go. Let's, let's see how many minutes he plays and if he starts and like I said, I'm, I'm sure he will start. There's probably yep. a league mandate in that contract somewhere. Um, is Apple TV just going to crash that day? Because suddenly oh, everybody, I didn't even think about everybody's yeah. watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Like guys, there's like ten other matches. No, <laughs> that's all we're doing. <laughs> it's uh, gonna take like twenty minutes to click over to that game because yeah. like the gonna, servers are all spin. just it's just gonna spin for a while. <laughs> um, I didn't even put this in the notes, but we should mention too, Bridget, that his his buddy from Barcelona back in the day, Busquets, confirmed to Inter Miami, and we talked about the connections. We didn't, we didn't mention Busquets last time. We, we no. talked about we talked Suarez Neymar and, and Suarez. Neymar. Exactly. So there he is. Busquets is confirmed and who knows how many, like this, this magnet is, is it's, it's starting already. Yep. The, the pole. Um, he celebrated his birthday. Messi did over the week as well. He was back in his hometown in Rosario uh, where Newell's old boys is where, which is the club where he started and man, it looked like a banger. There was just, fireworks and just general fire and bands and screaming i was like yeah that's a looks looks like my typical birthday celebration with just oh, like yeah. massive fire everywhere <laughs> uh good stuff just just a good quiet party that's right yeah nothing to see here um yeah i think that's all i got for the local stuff here local na- national unless you got something else to add all right, we'll take a little break and we'll we'll jump into the internationals. Uh, spoiler: uh, Michael Boxall is coming back, not in a great way, unfortunately for him. Thank you very much for listening to that show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. Uh, into the international section here. Um, and starting with this week in racism, because, you know. It's a week, yes. and because yeah, uh, it's a week, because time. <laughs> that's how this works. Yep, yep, indeed. I'll, I'll let you take this one. I think I think you know more details than I do. 
not a whole lot, but uh, so New Zealand played uh, Qatar in a friendly. Um, I think it was kind of a tune-up game for both sides. Um, so New Zealand did not come out of uh, the dressing room after halftime. Turns out um, Michael Boxall received some racial abuse uh, from a Qatari player. Um, looked like he, Boxy had just taken down an, a, a player on the run with the ball, um, as he does. Um, that player who, uh, did I, no, sorry. I didn't even add his name in here, but that's all right. He's not, he's not one that we've heard of. Um, that player said a few things to him. Uh, we're not sure what those things were. Um, but, uh, kind of an interesting dynamic there. But uh, the New Zealand captain and other players uh, heard it as well. Um, Boxy turned and kind of confronted the guy as he got up from the got up from the ground, um, and the captains got in there. Um, we in the video we see everybody you know talking surrounding the official and and asking for some some sort of action of any kind, and there was none. Um, so they go to halftime, uh, and New Zealand chose not to come out. Uh, good on them. I mean, yeah, that's a great yeah. response. I mean, if, if they're not going to take any action, um, and that's, they, they tweeted that exact thing. No official action was taken. So the team have agreed not to come out for the second half of the match. Um, and nothing happened from there either. So, uh, the game essentially was suspended from from that point um and again it, it was a friendly so it's not like there's a some forfeit clause or anything in there um but really the strange dynamic for a uh i'm not sure of the other player's nationality black brown player african star. yes exactly um, definitely a plot twist yeah yeah against Michael Boxall, who is a half Samoan New Zealander. I mean, uh, there's uh, quite a few white players on the New Zealand side, but um, of, of all the guys that you'd want to like go up to and confront, uh, and that was kind of the reaction on, on Twitter was like, why would you go after Boxy? <laughs> like, of all people, after, you know, you're taken down in a friendly, um, of course, like that's that's how he's gonna play. There's why is that like the first reaction to yep. a foul, right? Like yep. Yep. I don't know. Just all the conversations is, is all, that we've already had. Is is he Samoan or Maori native uh, uh, New Zealand? Samoan. There okay. might be some Maori in there, but I I wasn't sure I'm asking. Yeah, his yeah, his father's Samoan. Okay. Thank you. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was oh, they're just the layers and the dynamics of, of this whole one are just very strange. But I'm I'm really happy that the players took it upon themselves to be like, fuck this, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I haven't seen any reaction so far or, or like statements made by Qatar. And I guess I don't really expect one either, mm-hmm, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um 
And this is the point where we usually spin back to our policy every every episode conversations of not having anything you know well established and well written and nobody really knowing what to do. And obviously, you know, in league play now we have a we have a new standard with with what Brasileiro has decided. Um, something like that I think needs to happen with international stuff too. You know, e- even if it's a friendly, there there should be a protocol. Yeah, there should be no. Um, should be a pretty basic pretty basic thing mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. um anything to add there or we jump in the next one because we got a few <laughs> they all kind of spiral <laughs> uh the only thing that i just checked to see if there was anything more recent um they're saying that the cutter is saying that the player accused of racism was racially abused himself um in that match yeah. Hmm. Wow. But that's, I mean, that's another one of those. That's another one of those things that we've frequently heard. Well, it, it was because something else uh, mm-hmm. happened first or something that they said happened he said, first. He said, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So that player is claiming he's the victim. That player is Yusuf Abdurasag. Um, but yeah so that was that was their only response was that you know he was the one who was being abused in that situation um i don't know like boxy defended the guy (laughs) defended against the guy um and that is the reaction so yeah let's i don't know maybe do something about that next time no kidding. No right. kidding. On, on, on all ends. But I mean, well, yep. what a mess. So on the exact same day, as if one weren't enough, we have two more. Um, U21 friendly was Republic of Ireland uh, taking on Kuwait. And one of their players, uh, Armstrong, was also racially attacked. So same exact time, different match. Yep. And then, and then fi- I'm not done. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> um Brazil set up a number of friendlies in uh, in Barcelona. They kind of took over the the new camp while while these things were going on, and the league was paused. And so, th- just again, the, the layers in, the, in this case, this case, the layers of irony. So there, we mentioned their their all black anti racism kit last time that they invented. It looks yeah. amazing. So they, so they they took it out for the debut in this match against Guinea. Um, I. I, it was a blowout. I can remember the score, but that's not even the, the point or the narrative here. Apparently, either before or during the match, one of the, not even one of the players, like one of the uh, the Selecion's staff is racially abused and attacked by one of the security people at Camp New. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and I think somebody either got it on camera or at least got a photo because, again, the layers, like, I think it even took him a couple seconds. The process is like, do you, do you see what we're doing here? And you're, do you, can you connect the dots? <laughs> this is all happening in real time right now. Really? So yes, that, that also happens. I'm going to add a fourth kind of, Oh, here we go. Keep it um, going back to Ireland for a second. Sure. Um, so the same day, the Athletic released an article about James McLean, an Irish international, um, plays for ROI, 
the football the the title of this article is the footballer who suffers more abuse than any other in England. Um, every time uh, the national team or his club, he's currently with Wigan um, Athletic. Um, he is constantly gets the sectarian abuse. Um, just the other day, uh, Wigan faced Millwall last week, and there was um, there was a bit of action finally against uh, a Millwall fan who targeted him repeatedly for abuse. So um, M- M- Millwall, a name where nothing ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> no history of anything. Yeah, there. Not at all. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So there were, um, Millwall has been charged by the FA over alleged religiously offensive chants aimed at James. Uh, McLean. Um, but he, uh, there's also quite a few stories this weekend about, you know, he, he gets home, um, following that, that road trip and there's a huge street party welcoming, welcoming him back home. Mm. <laughs> like you made it through another one. Um, so yeah, his, his entire career, um, has essentially been, you know, going to England matches and receiving this, the sectarian abuse, which wow. whole other thing, obviously that's not quite a, this week in racism, but, um, uh, I, I thought I, it was, I think it's good. It's parallel I, enough. It's, it's, it's parallel. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it all kind of hit at the same time. Like I was seriously yep. reading that story as the news about boxy came through. Like, yeah, that that was really me with, with the with the Brazil one too. I'm like, ah, no, like, I don't want to handle Lord. both of these. <laughs> and I and I read that story, and then McLean keeps popping up in notifications on my phone all week. Like I don't uh. even follow him that closely, but um, yeah. So it's you know, it feels like we're finally getting to that point where you think things would come to a head, and and somebody would say, you know what, let's let's stop and figure out like how we can do something about this. Yeah. Um, but I mean. We can't figure out how to do that in society either. So are we going to solve that in football? Probably not. But, you know. Anyway. Sadly, that is <laughs> that is well said. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to try and spin it a little bit happier. But that is that is extremely <laughs> well taken, Bridget. You're, you're, you're spitting bars. You're spitting facts. Um, they had another, the Celestial had another friendly. So they, they, they kind of set it up to do this whole, like, African different African team friendly. So Guinea was first and then they played Senegal, I think also at, at Camp Nou. And it wasn't a it wasn't a B squad at all. There were a few missing pieces. So I, I put down in your A minus squad, right? It, it, there was still like a lot of the names you would recognize that were all in there. Um and Senegal came correct. They came with their A A plus like everybody World Cup squad. And they beat Brazil and like legit win. 4-2 was the final score. Uh, I think Mane had a goal and an assist and it was one of those moments. We'll talk about the manager situation for the Celeste in a second here, but I mean, Cisse, like this dude is still one of the top managers in the world and just does not get the accolades that he deserves. He, I mean, he came out with a game plan. He he's, I mean, who doesn't know what Brazil's going to do? I mean, everybody kind of has an idea of who to look at, who to pay attention for, but he had him, he had him figured out and he made the adjustments and, you know, this this is one of those W's that they can again. It was a friendly, or whatever, but you take it. Like this was a legit win, and Senegal looked amazing. So good on them. Thanks. Um, so yeah, to the manager thing. Um, 
Carlo Ancelotti announced as the the Seleção Brazilian national team coach, which, wow, uh, that one surprised me. I did not see this coming. Uh, this is, I think, somebody can correct me. Povo que conhece o time do que, por favor, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I don't think there's ever been a non-Brazilian manager up until this point. So this is kind of like a new, I don't know, a new dawn, as it were. Um, and and if it, you know, there's been debate and talk about going in a direction like this of, of a, a non-Brazilian or European coach. And I think a lot of us just assumed that it would be Guardiola with all of the connections. And you think about too, like linguistically, Catalan is very close to Portuguese. You can get away with it. I mean, my... My spoken Catalan isn't great, but I can I understand. I have full comprehension. Like I had entire conversations in Barcelona when I was there. It was no big deal. Um, and it, it actually, in fact, would kind of bridges the gap between like Spanish and Italian. I mean, Italian is not that far either, but Catalan is way closer. Right. But nonetheless, you, you're getting the Italiano. <laughs> We're getting the Italiano, apparently. Um, I don't know. I, I should be interesting. I mean, he's a legendary manager as well. He's pretty much won everything there is to win in Europe with, I don't know, tons and tons of different teams all over the place from Italy to Spain. So, okay, I guess, I, I guess here we go. <laughs> Why not? Why yeah, that not? is, uh, I wouldn't know if there's been another, but I feel like I've read a few times that like, that's one of those squads that consistently like just does not look outside of, outside of the country for, Yep. For coaching and that, and that has been the tradition. And and maybe that's partly what what makes Brazil football what it is, right? That you, you know exactly the style that's that's coming regardless of who the coach is. So mm-hmm. um yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see the the reaction to all of that and how how those first few games go with Definitely. somebody new. Definitely. I, I have no idea how it's going to work. I mean, the good thing is, is between all the teams he's cycled through and coached and, you know, won Champions League and won different uh, uh, country titles with, I mean, he knows a lot of the guys, you know, he's worked with. Yeah, them. it's not like he's some, some random choice. Like yep. he, he definitely makes sense for it. But Yep. We shall see. Um, so here's a, here's a related thing. This is more, um, it's actually second division, Serie B, uh, Brasileiro, but we've, we've talked a lot about um, these, in massive air quotes listeners, these experiments that a lot of teams are doing with not allowing men into the stadiums and opening space for women, children, and people with special needs. Um, the, a number of teams have done it, mostly in the South. It's spread to the Northeast. It's, it's in both first and second division. Well, anyway, we're into this now three or four months. And Sporchi, Sport Hesifi there, they've decided that, okay, this is a permanent thing. This is no longer an experiment. So there's an entire section just for exactly what I said, women, children, and people with special needs. And Bridget, the coolest part about this is free. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'll be super interesting. Like now that this is like fully legitimized and again, massive air quotes, not an experiment. Um, I'm really curious to see if this if it takes off and people are actually like, okay, yeah, let's let's make a dedicated yeah. legitimate section just for um, these people because <laughs> as we've seen, it's it's worked. Uh-huh. <laughs> no more violence. Yeah, not that. I mean, hard. The, the violence and then also just you know making those fans feel welcome in that space 100%. because 100. 
I mean, you can talk to uh, special needs communities, even even within uh, the sport here, um, and not just soccer, sports in general, right? Don't mm-hmm. always feel, I mean, you can make a sensory room for um, the sensory rooms and, and give out the headphones and, you know, all of those things, but those don't necessarily cancel out all, all of the factors that are a concern. Yep. And, and it's really simple to uh, to make an environment for for those fins um, yep. if you care to do so. That's right. Um, so having a section dedicated to that. Um, and so women and, and kids who probably would otherwise avoid it just because of all of those factors, right? Yep. yep. Um, yeah. And I posted a lot of videos on the IG of Curitiba and Sporchi and uh, Atletico Panarense when they were doing, like, it was a match or a couple matches where they just yeah. banned men. And, I mean, it looked like the best time. Like, just yeah. pure joy. Everybody's screaming, yeah. everybody dancing around, having a good time. And, and the players, I'm sure, are just like, this is great. <laughs> we we yeah, love this. I mean, as long as someone's <laughs> still making noise, they don't yeah. really care who it is who's making the right. noise, right? Like it, And it it definitely helps to cancel out that stereotype that, like, mm-hmm. only men are going to get passionate about this and only men are going to, you know, uh, get involved in these things. Um, so, yeah, good good standard to set for the sport in Definitely. general everywhere and and i should say too that the the interest and level of investment things in the in the women's league down there too is, is just really skyrocketed like I, I, again i'm a broken record remember i think if I, I mentioned who his name like every episode now but like just the stuff that this guy is doing as the as the CBFA president over the past year is just like he's He's doing so much more than has been done like in a year. It's been done like in a century. It's, right. it's pretty, That's, it's pretty I was, impressive. I was going to say, I know we've on the show have kind of uh, gone after them for not, uh, oh, yeah. not supporting the women players. So it, you yep. know, hard, hard to make those, uh, hard to make those cases for the fans if you're not going to also invest in the women's team. percent. Um, and that's, yeah, that's massive. Yep. Yep. Um, we can end with this uh, club world cup. Uh, so we had an idea that they were going to try and expand it and make it look more like the world cup instead of like the one week thing that it is where it's just like starts and, and we miss one thing. We're like, ah, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) This, this is going to start uh, in 2025 and Bridget, it is coming to the U S it'll be the first ever host of the 32 team version of whatever it's going to be. But it's, I mean, I'm, I'm down with this. This sounds really interesting and really exciting. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's another thing we can we can have that whole discussion of like like we talked about with the uh, the Nations League or uh, League. God, see, I'm already screwing them up. What is it? The uh, Leagues Cup. Leagues God, Cup. There's, there's so yeah. many. So so in a in some respect, maybe it is another thing. But but this is for some some this is for a, a fairly you know uh, prominent trophy. I would say to be. That's legitimate best club team. Go ahead. Yeah. It's not like it's a new tournament that's being added, um, but it will be um, hosted here and, and involve uh, expand to more teams. And that's good. It's, you know, it has typically been like, um, is it just African Federation plus the, you get European FA. one team. That's right. So it's one team for confederation, which is what five, six. Yeah. 
And then the host Six. seven, and then and then they round it out with one more because I know they get I think it's eight, and they just like within a yeah. week it's over. <laughs> it goes really yeah, fast. Yeah, and it typically like I I feel like most of the matches that I've seen have come down to um, Premier League and um, like usually Conmebol. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, why not? It's why not? It, and it's you know not a not really a schedule congesting. Thing. Mm-hmm. it's it's fairly quick even with this new format um and it'll be a good uh a good precursor to, to hosting the the full world cup I mean, exactly get, get people interested um and having that kind of quick one and done thing will, will be good to to really get people interested because yeah you you miss one game and you're you're kind of lost and then yep. well when's the next thing well actually we've got the full the full world cup coming um mm-hmm. yeah i yeah, think you're right in front from a logistical technical standpoint too like working out all the technical kinks and things like that or experimenting on whatever they've got to do to prep for the uh yeah kind of kind of testing out some of those venues and um, exactly much like before the olympics they'll do like the test events but it's like yep. the world cup or whatever um not like world cup of other other sports and other events um will be held at those venues so yep, yep. um yeah, good. We have we have a few names that are for sure guaranteed. Um, from uh, Brazil, Palmeiras and Flamengo will be there. Uh, Premier League, Man City, probably no surprise there. Uh, Chelsea sounds like, which is kind of surprising because they're kind of crap right now. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the the time when those are decided is yeah kind of strange, but yeah. Uh, Real Madrid again, no surprise. I'm sure Barcelona will be in there as well. So so. It will be interesting to see if there's a qualification process or how this is going to work. This is the first time they're going to do this. So it'll be, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how that qualification situation is going to look. Or they're just going to be like, we're picking all the cool teams. <laughs> like, okay. I mean. So, so that includes Chelsea? Really? <laughs> well, I mean. It's a name. It's a big the, name. Yeah, but then the way that the Premier League is selected, it's like, um winner of like supporter shield and sure. or like all you know all of the different trophies there yeah. are what qualifies you for this one um kind of kind of similar to how uh how loons qualify for leaks cup or for or not or not sorry not not this leaks cup but what's the other um i don't know oh. You you are asking the wrong those, person. I, yeah. I keep screwing that one up. <laughs> That's okay. That, There's that, so many. That other one where the the <laughs> champion so and like the top two play against Liga MX. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but um, so I would think it's going to be similar to that. Um, we'll have a better idea when it gets closer, teams. and then and then definitely once the one gets done, I think they'll have like a, a legitimate qualification process yeah. and standard. Yeah. Um. The, the big good news I've got is there's there's one match left in group stage for Sudamericana. Goyaz Sports Club currently sits number one in Group G. Um, basically, they they tie, they win, they are, they win the group, and they are through. So they and they play on Wednesday out from uh, sorry at uh, Santa Fe. So hopefully, you know, this is one of those instances where a tie would be wonderful. I'll take it. <laughs> And, and even if somehow they lose and they get second, they can potentially still go through. But I mean, at this point, I was like, 
I want to win this freaking group. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know? It all. <laughs> but yeah. That's all I got for uh, for this thing. Yeah. We should mention for, for listeners. So we, Bridget, feel free to chime in uh, and correct me. But uh, we decided just because we have lives and families and Bridget is a legitimate working sports journalist doing the thing. Um, we're going to take a little bit more time instead of this being a weekly show, we're going to space things out a little bit and go every other week. Um, so yeah, we're going to miss some things. We're going to, we're going to zero in on other things. We're probably not going to do such in-depth uh, game analysis, like minute by minute, you know, we'll probably do more overview. What, what else am I missing, Bridget? Yeah, I think we'll try to focus on some of the, the, bigger stories kind of the narratives around those games rather than like the games themselves right like yeah um yeah less match to match focus and more right. kind of overall um and we'll i mean we'll still be like commenting on that stuff like on on Twitter yeah. and instagram and all of that but um and yeah, definitely open kinda, for listener suggestions as we always are. Like yeah, if you guys yeah. see something or you want to contribute, especially if you're a Patreon member, like Justin, who likes to throw stuff in, like if, if you are supporting us, guess what? You can record five minutes and throw your thing in here or talk to us whenever. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just kind of pull back the lens just a little bit. Uh, yeah. Just kind of give ourselves some time and, and still hit a lot of the, a lot of the same stories. It's going to be, essentially the same show just a um different time frame right so do not expect to show next week like we will be off that week i'm going to be out of state anyway um and then we'll kind of let people know from there how things are going to look we are going to still i think do the uh combined thing for the world women's world cup so we'll get more details as that approaches but yep thought we won't get that out for everybody um we ain't going anywhere we're just spacing it out Exactly. Uh, cool. All right. Well, um, we'll see everybody in two weeks. And by see, I mean record something and send it, send it to your ear holes. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for sticking around. Thank you always for your support at uh, patreon.com backslash MN football show. Um, Bridget, as always a pleasure. It was so great to hang with you and have that amazing interaction with the owner of the restaurant. <laughs> So that was a lot of fun. Um, come say hi to us in different matches, if, if, whether it's Aurora or Minneapolis City or, or Minnesota United. We love meeting people and hanging out. And you can let us know how well or poorly we're doing and <laughs> what you want to see. We, we, just want, we just want to talk to people. We can like see people and yeah, hang out. So it's yeah. nice. All right. It's a little rainy, but it's a great day to run. I'm going to try and get out there after I do a whole bunch of schoolwork. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be my reward. It's like, all right, I got like two papers done. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to go run. Run. All right. Nice. Thanks, everybody. Ciao. All right. Bye.